Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Seth Wickersham, who's covered this story going back to when he, I guess, broke it a couple of years ago that there was a rift between Brady and Belichick or Belichick and Robert Kraft over Jimmy Garoppolo and who should be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. So if you print it out, which I did for my son, it's 10 pages. Of course, there's some beautiful pictures, which is art in the uh, print world. It reads pretty quick. It's about three pages long. 
my takeaway is that we're going to be left thinking that Belichick was an immovable object. He was unchangeable. He was unwilling to bend. He didn't want them to have fun. He didn't want, he didn't want to involve Brady in any part of the process. And so Brady had no choice but to leave. That's what you're being told by the narrative. Now, let's, let's set a couple things straight. First thing is, we haven't, nor will we hear Bill Belichick's side. He's not going to share it. He doesn't need to. Secondly, you're going to get people that say, you know, Brady wants to break free of the Belichick thing, so he gets credit. He gets credit for winning those Super Bowls. Okay. This is all a bunch of bull crap, is what it is. It's all a bunch of bull. The idea that Brady hasn't gotten the proper amount of credit for winning Super Bowls. Tom Brady is generally considered the greatest of all time. You can't get any more freaking credit than being called the greatest of all time. I don't believe that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but he's the most accomplished. And kind of like Derek Jeter, he got so many opportunities to be clutch, and then he came through at times in the clutch that will call him the greatest of all time because no one's going to accomplish six Super Bowls, six Super Bowl wins, nine Super Bowls. It's very, very, very unlikely. So this idea that Brady is not getting credit, that this all feels like people making excuses. And I know where it's coming from. I know where the leak is. I know who the Yoko Ono is. This from Seth Wickersham. The team was defending their fifth Super Bowl, and for the first time, Brady used his platform to advocate a philosophy other than the Patriot way. He used it to advocate his own business, TB12 Sports, and its accompanying book, The TB12 Method, which he wrote with the help of his trainer and friend, Alex Guerrero. The issues in the Patriots building uh, caused by the method, how it pitted players against the team's training staff, how Belichick forced him to curtail uh, Guerrero's access, as are widely reported and well-known. Don't you understand what happens? Belichick did allow for two sets of rules. He did allow Brady to become a superstar. Brady was helicoptering in and out of games because if you ever been to Foxborough, you know there's one road in, one road out. It's a joke. He allowed his trainer access to the team. And what did the trainer do? Those Patriot guys don't know what they're doing. Oh, too much heavy lifting. The method works. Anytime a guy would get hurt, there's Alex Guerrero going, see? Now, keep in mind that Alex Guerrero not only trained Brady, who, of course, has had great elasticity at his position and is going to play at 43 and 44 and probably 45 years old, but Julian Edelman trained with him one offseason, came back and tore his ACL in a non-contact injury, then trained with him and came back and popped it for PEDs. All right? Dude, Guerrero is the leak. Guerrero is the guy, is the Yoko Ono to this thing. He doesn't, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't like you. He doesn't want you to build your own brand. We're in Belichick. I'll defend him here. Twofold. One, th- this is a lot. You know, President Trump got crushed, and rightfully so, for how he's bullied the media at these press conferences and said just awful things to him. But here's where I'll defend him. He's been doing this for four years. 
and it's worked for him. For Belichick, he's been doing this for 20 years, and it's worked for him. And the only time that he's relented, the only time that he's let a guy be a superstar and have his own trainer on their facility, in their facility, have his own helicopter pick him up and drop him off after games, have two sets of rules, it's come back to bite him in the ass. You think he wants to do that again? I'm Belichick. I feel better about the Patriot way. The Patriot way has worked. And Brady's pulling into superstar and pulling into doing, having fun. Like, didn't we learn anything from the Eagles? Even in the, and I read the article, which some of it is old reporting. Some of it is new stuff where Brady was unhappy after they gave up 612 yards of offense to the Philadelphia Eagles. No one failed to mention in that article that the Patriots spent the off season, that offseason fixing the defense, and it's been one of the league's best the last two years. So you ask a guy to evolve a little and let other people in, he does, and Guerrero comes back to question his every move. And, and the kicking Guerrero off the premises, this is... Have you guys ever seen When Harry Met Sally? Ramos, you know When Harry Met Sally, right? I have seen the movie. Meg Ryan, back when Meg Ryan was hot. <laughs> and um, um, it was a Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, right? And Billy Crystal, of course, says uh, early on in the movie, now never take her to the airport early in the relationship because then later in the relationship, if you don't take her to the airport, like, why don't you take me to the airport anymore? Right. If you allow Eric Alex Guerrero access to your facilities and then later on, you don't allow Alex Guerrero access to the facilities. Like, why don't you let Alex Guerrero have access to the facilities anymore? Had you never done that, had you never relented? Maybe none of this breakup happens. Had Yoko Ono never been with John. Maybe the Beatles stay together. I'm not saying that the complaints aren't warranted. Okay. And over any 20 year relationship from friendship to marriage to working for the same company for 20 years, you are going to have your frustrations. But when it gets to the point of, I got to go and show and get respect and do it my own way. How much more respect can you get than being called the greatest quarterback of all time? or the greatest player of all time. That's nonsense. That comes from somebody who's sore. That comes from somebody who's insecure. That comes from somebody who doesn't feel valued, who doesn't feel respected. That comes from Alex Guerrero. He's the Yoko. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. 
And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, look, I think this all makes sense, but I think it still looks really bad for Cam Newton. So Kyle Allen today, and you're going to hear this from Dan Byer. Sorry, Dan. I mean, it's just like one of his top stories. Kyle Allen was traded today from the Carolina Panthers, whom he started for last year, to the Washington Redskins. Of course, uh, his coach, one of his, his, uh, his quarterback coach as well, are both now in D.C. Now, I don't believe that Kyle Allen is being brought in to start over Dwayne Haskins. I think that Kyle Allen completely understands the idea of what it means to be a backup. He's a backup. Like he's just, you know, and a backup quarterback, especially when you have as much invested in the quarterback position as the Redskins do. They don't just have the draft equity and the money with Dwayne Haskins. They're still paying Alex Smith. Yeah, he's still getting paid. So you got all of that draft capital. You're like, all right, we're bringing in a guy who can play. He's not great. He's not a full-time starter. Can play, but he's not a starter. He's not going to beat Dwayne Haskins. But he understands what it's about in terms of how much money he makes. He understands what it's about in terms of uh, uh, his role in the team. And he knows the system. He knows what Ron Rivera wants. He's going to be a conduit between the coach and the quarterback. But, but, okay, where's Cam Newton going to play next year? If his former head coach does not have an absolute certainty at quarterback and needs to acquire a quarterback and trades for a quarterback with the Carolina Panthers, and it's not Cam Newton. Keep in mind the Buffalo Bills, their staff also came from Carolina. Now, I know they have Josh Allen, but Cam Newton, and I, Cam Newton's not going to Buffalo to be the backup to Josh Allen. And they look, they do play somewhat similarly. Mobile quarterback, big arm, not that accurate. And it might be a really good place where he could kind of reinvigorate his career, but he'd have to sit some because the other guy is the starter. He'd probably have to rework his contract. And they have Matt Barkley, who's like the perfect, Matt Barkley's one of those backups, right? He's like, he's in the league has been through every system, knows the system, zero ego, probably makes like a million five per year. And his, his only goal is to get, make Josh Allen better every day. This is where Cam Newton stuck. Cam Newton has always been about Cam Newton. And a backup quarterback is supposed to be about the other guy. And now you have the, hey, if Ron Rivera doesn't want him, why do I want him? If Carolina doesn't want him, why do I want him? Remember, Carolina signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year, $20 million a year deal. How much money is Cam Newton set to make this year? 19. What they're telling you is we'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't been a full-time starter. His passes averaged the fewest yards per in, in the air per attempt of anybody in the league. We'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater for slightly more money and a longer-term deal than we would with Cam Newton. And I understand that I've been telling you that Bridgewater made sense because the offensive coordinator was with him in New Orleans. I understand all that. 
But the reality is, if you're sitting around the league and you're like, mm, I don't know, what do you guys think about Cam Newton? Well, Carolina doesn't want him. Rivera doesn't want him. Bills don't want him. Hmm. He's never played really in another system. He's a runner who doesn't run anymore, and he's not a terribly accurate thrower. Where do I sign up? Really bad news from Cam Newton. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's welcome in the Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner, who joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Saw you did the one push-up challenge. You got, I mean, not, you're still just getting shots up every day, right? Nothing really changes about your life, only that you can't have people come over to play hoop at your gym. I know that's the bummer. I can't. Uh, I can't compete. So I got to find ways. But I got a few shots up with my son today. I haven't uh, shot too much. I've been throwing more. I've had some different guys over to throw, and my son working with. Uh, my son plays in Nebraska as yep. a wide receiver. My other son's a, a quarterback. So we've been out throwing and playing football more than we've played basketball. So unfortunately, I haven't been on the court at, uh, too much. How about you? You able to get any shots up? Yeah, we actually got we we got a, a Dr. Dish machine. I know you have the the other machine. We have the Dr. Dish machine and we've been getting my nice. son's been getting a couple hundred up. I got 500 up on Saturday. I was sore on Sunday from getting somebody up. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be I'll be I'll be ready to be your wingman next time next time in the in the area. Um you've done this before. One you played for Bruce Arians. Two you've in late in your career you've changed to a different scheme. Uh, different verbiage, different style. You've seen all of this stuff. How how difficult do you think it's going to be for Brady at this point in his career to assimilate to what uh, Bruce Arians wants to do? Well, I mean, I think there's going to be a transition, and I think there's going to have to be some give and take. And that always becomes, I think, the hardest part is that uh, not always just the player uh, becoming familiar with the coach and the system, but the coach also having to get familiar with the player and what the player does well and how that affects how he might think or see the game. And so um, there, there is a transition period because Tom Brady doesn't necessarily play or hasn't necessarily played the way Bruce Arians likes to play, although there's, of course, you know, crossover in all offenses and crossover in the two uh, offenses you know, where the Patriots have been and, and where you know, Tampa or where Bruce Arians has been. Uh, but that's the fascinating part is how much – um, is it about Tom Brady? How much is it about Bruce Arians? Uh, how do they find the mix? How quickly can that mesh happen? Um, you know, and, and that to me is going to be the fascinating part. I've always believed that in most offenses it takes about a year to fully grasp all the nuances, exactly what you're trying to do and some of the adjustments and, you know, what you're, you're seeing and what you expect guys to do. Um, you know, but then there's situations like I think when uh, Peyton Manning went to Denver, where he brought a lot of his stuff. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, 
you know, we're going to come here and they've got an offense coordinator, everything, but we're going to do what I do, you know, and, you know, you just wonder how that's going to work between these two and what that conversation is going to be like. Is Tom Brady kind of open to, hey, I want to learn a new system. I want to learn more. I want to, you know, try something new. Or is it, hey, I just want to have success. This is what I do well. How can we mesh this offense around, you know, some of the things we've done in the past? Kurt Warner joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You mentioned two different styles, right? Bruce wants to push the ball down the field. I mean, I, in your Super Bowl year with Arizona, people used to forget that, um, I mean, you used to almost just throw the ball up to Larry and Larry go get it. Like, it was it was very different from what you did when you were in St. Louis where, you know, you had so many crossing routes and finding Marshall out in the flat. Uh, just the style-wise, isn't, isn't Brady a short and underneath guy? That isn't he? He is the he's the no, he is the no risk guy. Whereas the uh, I I got the impression Arians was the no risk and no biscuit guy. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that's you know that's a big part of you know kind of the mentality. And the thing is, is it's not that Tom can't do that. It's just what he's become accustomed to is kind of playing what we call small ball, playing you know inside the numbers around the hashes is where they loved to attack when he was in New England. And now you have Bruce Arians who loves to attack outside the numbers and loves to attack down the field. And so it is. It's the fascinating part of this whole thing and how it plays out. Because, you know, when I went uh, you know, from St. Louis and then came over here to Arizona, a, a big part of when we started really having success, um, there were a number of things that were similar scheme-wise to what we did in St. Louis. And the bottom line was simply, here's how we're built, and this is what I do well. And that really comes back to what teams want to do. If you have a quarterback that's really good at something, you want to try to fit your system around that. Um, but you also have a coordinator that's been great and has you know, won Super Bowls and done those types of things. And so, again, how does that marriage work? You know, where's the give and take? Who wins out at the end of the day? And you know, can, they, can they mesh together? Because so much to me of, of playing the game and having success on Sundays is being able to kind of see and understand what your coordinator, your play designer is doing on different plays, and that meshing with how you see the game uh, and how it translates on the field. Josh McDaniels and, and Tom did that as well as anybody. Does that same mesh and marriage take place between Coach Arians and, and Tom uh, will be something that I think we all have our eye on, and it's going to be fascinating. Kurt Warner joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You've been a league MVP who was forced to be a backup. Uh, Cam Newton's a league MVP who, at 30 years old, we're just we're, we we the possibilities of him being a starter seem to be shrinking by the day. If Cam was to call you and say, "Kurt, you've been here before and you found a way to find a second life in your career," how would how would you proceed if you were Cam Newton? Well, I mean, I, I think you know, I'm assuming Cam's going to have. A few opportunities. You know, the hard thing for me was I didn't necessarily have a lot of opportunities to choose from. But, you know, talking to Cam, I think there's two things. I think the first thing you look for is the offense. When you talk to whatever team, does the offense fit what you think you do well? Because that to me is where it has to start. Um, And then secondly, do you get the sense from the team that there's going to be a true competition? Guys like Cam, guys that, you know, play at the highest level, when I was going through it, I never worried about competing. I never worried about being giving, given the number one spot. What I worried about was, was I going to go somewhere 
where they said, quote, unquote, it was a competition, but I knew it wasn't. And that's the hardest thing about the business is that people say a lot of things. Um, you need to find a spot where you truly believe there's a competition, and then you go win the job. And, you know, a big part of that is making sure the system fits you, of course, so you can put your best foot forward. Um, but, you know, you have to talk to the coach, and you have to believe that that coach will truly allow you a chance to compete. And that was what I was fortunate to have in Arizona with Coach Wisenhunt, is was I skeptical? Of course I was skeptical. I'd heard it before uh, from different people, and it's a hard thing to do, especially when you have a younger quarterback or somebody that's been there, whatever. But I was fortunate that I found a situation uh, where the coach said it's a competition. It's an open competition. Whoever's the better guy for the job will get the job. And to me, I will take that any day of the week, um, twice on Sundays, and I think that's what Cam needs to find or any of these quarterbacks. You know, Jameis Winston, if it turns out Andy Dalton, whatever, I don't know if any of them are going to be just given a starting spot. But, um, but can you find a place that fits you better and that you truly believe you can compete, and then you go and compete, and you go show people who you are and what you can be. Um, and, you know, I think those guys have to be hoping for a situation like that. Um, there, there's an article out, Seth Wickersham, basically paints the picture of Belichick unwilling to bend and Brady finally having kind of an, uh, enough of it and, and moving on to Tampa. I'll, I'll defend Belichick from a couple of different angles. One, this has always worked for him. Secondly, I mean, like, look, he did allow Alex Guerrero on their premises before it turned ugly because I'm sure Alex Guerrero, when somebody would get hurt or not play well, would mumble underneath his breath, you should have done it our way, right? Like, uh, that's that's why you don't allow private trainers to be to, to work, you know, on a team's facility. Um, how much of how much of the blame should Bill Belichick take in Tom Brady's departure? Um. Yeah, I don't know if he should take any more than you know than than you put on Tom. I think the bottom line was, and I've heard a lot of people that you know have been in New England, and they'll tell you it's a hard place to play. It's a hard place to be because of how they do things and how Bill Belichick does things and the way they push the envelope and the way that they you know they work and how it's a football, football, football. You know, and I've heard people that just go, you know, it was great for this period of time, but it was, it was hard. It just wore on you, and it wasn't necessarily something I wanted to keep doing. Or, you know, players that go back to coaching and, and, you know, maybe have played there, and they're like, I don't necessarily want to go there and coach because of how they do things. And, and I think that's a tough place, and it worked for a long time, and it had a great deal of success. And that's where I think it gets hard is if you're Bill Belichick, and it's always worked, and it's been good, and you've been able to kind of keep the reins on this thing, and you know you're arguably the best quarter or best coach that's ever coached in our game. I mean, why would you ever change? Why would you ever get away from that? Even though it's Tom Brady and as great as he is, and, and he might want some things on his end, I think just ultimately it came down to we both have had great success together, and it's been a great marriage. But now it's time to just try something different. Yep. And, um, you know, and it comes to that, you know, usually it doesn't come to that after this many years because most guys can't sustain it like that. But I, I really think that's what it came down to. And I think it came down to Tom just kind of going, I want to try it somewhere else. I want to see what else is out there and, and what life is like, not under Bill Belichick and not a New England Patriot. And so be it. And, and, and I'm excited, like everyone else, to see 
what that's going to look like. And you know, hope at the end of the day it doesn't become, oh, well, look, I showed you, you know, that you know, we could have success without you or I could have success. With, you know, I hope it's just simply, hey, both guys go do their thing and hopefully they continue to have success. Um, and it just becomes, hey, we needed to have a change, both of us. We got the change. We wish each other well and we move on. Philip Rivers thought about retiring. He decides to come back, plays for, you know, now now he's got a chance with Frank Reich, a guy who was his, his coordinator back with the Chargers. Um, he's going to play indoors, too. Now, he played in good weather, but indoors changes things. Your, the, the two places you had the most success was indoors, in St. Louis and in Arizona. In a, how much does an offensive line indoors help an older quarterback? Well, offensive line helps any quarterback. doesn't matter what age you are. That's going to be huge. The ability to run the football, uh, I think, will be huge for Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, indoors, again, I, I think there's, there's obviously when you know when you show up on Sundays and you know that, you know, the, the conditions are going to be what they are. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's always a benefit, you know, because you want to just go in and play and not have to worry about any other uh, circumstances that may enter in. And so I think that helps. I think the bottom line with Phillip is I think he's got a really good team that can do a lot of things really well. Um, you couple his talent with it, they, they've got a chance to be very successful. I just don't think he, he can press. I think what we saw the last couple of years yeah. was an older quarterback um, getting towards the end, hadn't accomplished what he wanted from a team Super Bowl standpoint, and he was just trying to, to make every play and trying to make every throw. And, you know, there's a part of that that the great quarterbacks and the gunslingers always have, but you have to be able to get out of your own way at times and allow the game to come to you and allow throws to come to you. And I really felt like he's been pressing the last couple of years, and now here he is, one-year deal, new situation. Um, uh, that's, that's what I'm looking for is Phillip is a really good quarterback and has been for a long time. But he can't hurt them by trying to make every play and trying to prove that this is the year he's right. going to get to the Super right. Bowl. He's got to play football. Yep. And if he plays football – He's got plenty left. He's a great leader. He's a great competitor, and he's going to make that team better. Uh, anything you want to announce uh, for yourself this upcoming season? If you want to, you can now. Anything you want to want to say? No, not not yet. Okay. Not yet. I'm just you know okay. spending my time getting okay. ready and uh, throwing with my boys, and nothing, nothing yet though. We got a lot of stuff to worry about it right now. All right. Well, let us know when. It, <laughs> let us let us know if and if and when. In the meantime, enjoy your fa- enjoy your lovely family uh, as you always do. And thanks so much for being our guest. You bet, my man. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, it's Kurt Warner at Kurt Kurt thirteen Warner. You guys, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's welcome in the Hall of Famer, Eric Dickerson. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. ED, have you seen the Rams' new logo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I just got the phone with 
with some of the guys. Uh, we had a call then just a minute ago uh, to the team that helped kind of put the logo together. What did you think? No. Uh-uh. Don't like it. I mean, I think I'm like most people, you know. Um, I, I just all, like all, all of them? I'm like, because I do like the new Ram head. Like, there's actually a head of a Ram. The head, the, 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 with the, like the bone head? Like yes. The one, like a skeleton yes. head? Yes. Yes. Kind of yeah, like that's that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Right. That ain't that ain't great. That's okay. I mean, that one is cool. I mean, really, I think that I think we'll use that as like the the logo for like wear, like you know, like you know, like sportswear. I don't yeah, think yeah. that's gonna be the logo on the helmet. But you know, it's like anything. Like I, I asked the guys, I said, why mess with something that's that, that's good? Right. I said it's like the, the Cowboys don't change their logo, the Raiders don't change their logo, right. the Colts who in Indianapolis, right? I mean, when Baltimore twenty, why, why? I mean, why? I mean, it doesn't preach. Make sense. Preach. Yeah. What was the answer? Um, to sell more really stuff. No answer. It was really no answer because because you have no answer. It's no answer to that. You know, it's like ah yeah you're right, but, but you know it's just something that you know because you know L A is the, the feel like the team is in St Louis that they're coming back to L A and this and that. But I said that has nothing to do with nothing. no nobody. I mean, t- you tell that you tell them. Gottlieb said I've lived here. I I was born here. No one thinks of them as the St Louis Rams. No Ever. one, I no one, the same thing. No, I mean, one. no one does. Even, even though the players played there, you know, you give them respect for playing. Because I sure. think anybody played under, under the Ram logo, yeah. no matter where they were, they still played for the Rams. I don't care if they were in St. Louis, if they're in, if they could be in Istanbul, they could be in the Istanbul Rams, whatever. But the logo, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I just don't like it. And I hope, I hope to God that they don't change the logo on the helmet. You know, put that on the helmet because if they put that on the helmet, that's going to be a disaster. Um. Okay, so uh, what are your thoughts on how they handled Todd Gurley? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it was done right. I think it was, it was a kind of like a, a I don't, I don't, it's almost like makeshift. I mean, I feel like Todd deserved better than that. I mean, I really think he deserved a lot better. If you're going to release him, don't, don't put it out to the whole world. You know, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to talk about trading Todd Gurley. Now we're going to cut him. And then all of a sudden, when you want to try to move him, you know, everyone knows you're talking about cutting. I talked to Todd. I talked to Todd, and Todd said that, you know, um, they want to try to get some draft pick, get a, get a draft pick for me, and then somebody take that contract. He said, man, well, nobody going to do that. But they know that people know they're going to cut me, they're possibly cut me. So he said, I wouldn't do it. I mean, Todd was good. He's, he's good. I mean, he's good with it. I just feel like that he, 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 earned, he, earned, he, earned, he earned the respect to be treated better than that. That's just, that's just my opinion, but... We know this is the world of football. I mean, that's how football is. You see that they, you know, they traded Tom Brady. They let Tom Brady go in free agency. So, you know, in, in this sport, you have to have thick skin. That's just, that's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I'll say this. Yes. What the hell are we going to do at running back? I mean, because I'm just going to be honest. I mean, we are not right now. You know what? I, I, this is what I always felt this. I felt this the last two years. Even when Todd had his really good year, the year before we went to the Super Bowl. And then last year, I said, we really want to throw the football. Uh-huh. That is what we want to do. I mean, if you want to have an identity, but our identity is really throwing the ball. And Todd said it to me. He said, we are a throwing football team. He said, I'm telling you, that's what we do. We don't really want to run the football. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I have faith in our coaches and stuff. But you have to run the ball. You have to have, a, you have, to have an identity. And you tell me, Doug, what was the Rams' identity last year? I, I, I don't really think they had one. I think it was just a mishmash. They didn't have one. Yeah. They, they didn't have one. They, they, sometimes they, they had Jared Goff throw the ball 68, 69 times, and it was terrible. He threw it 58 times. It was terrible. 
Then we'd come back, we'd mix it up. We'd run it and throw it, and it was better. I mean, look, I know our offensive line was beat up, you know, and that's part of it. You know, you, you know when, you, when your offensive line is hurt, it's hard to do anything. And people, I don't think a lot of people realize that, but we had, we had some problems with offensive line, banged up, you know, guys hurt, you know, guys that got traded, guys that went taken, taken uh, you know, we got on new contracts, other teams. But if, if it, it starts with that offensive line, if we can't protect the quarterback or get the running back places to run, it's not going to happen. So um, Tom Brady's in Tampa now. What are the How big a challenge do you think that's going to be for him to learn a new system and to play for a guy that really likes to throw the ball down the field? Well, Bruce Arians is a, is a coach. I really like Bruce Arians. I like him. Uh, I think he'll do well there. Uh, I think he will most definitely, you know, do as well for for the team and for Tom Brady to help them win. Um, I think the Tampa has a. Uh, I think Tampa has a, a, a good offensive line. At least they showed it against us. Defense is not bad. Good wide receivers. Um, are they going to the Super Bowl? I would probably say hey, they're not going to the Super Bowl. I don't think, but you know, you never know. Anything could happen if you're on a hot run. Uh, but I think Tom will do fine there. I, I think he'll do good. There. I mean, it's hard to to make a change going to a new team. It really is. And I left the Rams and wearing that that, and I only played for the Rams for almost five years, four and a half years, putting on that coach uniform. It was odd. It's odd walking to a locker room. Everything is different because you're used to your setup that you have that you played for. He played there for twenty years. Think about that. Not 10, not 5, not 15, but 20 seasons yeah, it's crazy. in New England. Crazy. You know, it, it, it's, it's hard. It, your mindset will still go back in New England. I, in his heart, let me tell you this here. When I, when I left the Rams, in my heart, I was heartbroken. I really was because I, I wanted to always be a Ram. You know, as a man, on the outside, you know, you show, like, I'm not going to show like I'm hurt. But I guarantee you, his feelings are hurt. They have to be because he gave so much to that organization. He gave them six Super Bowls. Could have been seven, could have been eight. But he gave them six Super Bowls. No player's ever done that. And for them to, in a sense, like, okay, you can take this or you can go on your way. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, to me, it should have made that work some kind of way. But, like I said, once again, the, this is football, so you got to have thick skin. How much do you think Philip Rivers has left in the tank? <sighs> Man, Philip throws a lot of interceptions. <laughs> a lot of interceptions. I think uh, Philip. Has he, he tried to squeeze the ball in? He really can't move. He can't run. Um, I'm not sure as a quarterback he can throw the football. Um, but is that is that going to work in Indianapolis? I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's gonna be one and done. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think Philip is a is a Hall of Famer now. I mean, personally, I don't think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure. That's just that's just my opinion, and I'm just saying it. But I think the Hall of Famer, but I just don't think that, that that's going to work in Indy. I mean, I think that, you know, they should have gave Bissett uh, another shot. Or better yet, I mean, I think Tom Brady would have been great there. I mean, I think, I think he'd have been good there. Yeah, I just, he's not going to go play. That, that, that organization's more Peyton's team, you know? I'm sure I, they would. And I, you know, I know, and I say, I know that, that's you're right. That's a, that's a Peyton Manning team, and Tom going that would have been kind of odd. But hey, you know what, Doug? This is football. It's not about, it's, it's not about you know, uh, what you like, what you don't like, it's about winning. That's what it comes down to. Winning winning Super Bowl. That's, that's, what, that's what each team cares about. E, great to catch up with you, man. Hope you're doing well, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. That's Eric Dickerson. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.